Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Retirement. I just wanted to mention that this interview was recorded back in January, so it's been a little while. Nick is back in Mexico again now, where he was during this uh, interview. Um, you may notice some background noise, some distortion in the uh, quality of the interview. We don't always get uh, perfect reception, I guess, for lack of a better term, when we're recording uh, online. But, you know, that's the way it is. Thanks very much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. You know, I think that if you live your life based on how other people want you to live it, you don't get to do things like this. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to have Nick Durso with me. Nick has uh, decided that uh, he's going to leave the, the corporate world, and he's now a money management coach to a better life. And he's going to tell us a little bit uh, about how things are going for him these days. Nick, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, so I uh, actually right now I'm sitting here in Cancun in a hostel. Um, I guess it all started when I was a little kid. Uh, I don't know. I had this sense of urgency and desire to start a business. So I would go around the house and collect collect little uh, things around the house that I had as toys. And that was when eBay came out. It was probably... I would say maybe 1999 or 2000. And that was when DSL came out and there were these things that were attached to the, the phone lines where, um, <laughs> where that was the piece that actually connected the DSL, but it was worth a lot of money on eBay. So I was selling them and then the phones weren't working and my mom <laughs> found out what I was doing and she got mad. And I think that's kind of when I got the idea that I could make money on the internet at a young age. So we would go to TJ Maxx and I would, uh, can you hear that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry. So we would go to TJ Maxx and, uh, I would purchase a bunch of clothes and they had a seven day, uh, return policy. So with the seven day return policy, I'd list the clothes on eBay and do a three day auction and whatever clothes didn't sell, I'd just go back and return them. And it would just be little things like that. Um, just kind of seeing things around me that I would look on eBay and figure out, oh, well, this could be worth some money. Corks from, from restaurants. I was selling a hundred corks for a hundred, hundred dollars and getting them weekly from restaurants nearby. So by the time I reached high school, my dad was taking my money and putting it into giving it to this guy that I hated because he was taking my money, um, at Merrill Lynch. And I never understood it. Um, so by the time I got to the high school, you know, I had some money saved up and it was time to buy a car. Uh, so I ended up buying a car and 
the guy at Merrill Lynch said, you know, this money is put away for you in, uh, in a fund. I don't, I don't, you know, don't want to take that money out. Maybe you can figure out another way to, uh, make some more money and whatnot. So I ended up, I ended up making a lawn business and, you know, cutting grass, shoveling snow and stuff like that. And from that point, uh, that was when I learned that basically like to live with the money that you you don't have you put the money away and live within your means and that was something that my dad pretty much instilled in me as the young child that I didn't know he did um i went to school after that and then my last day of high school a bunch of kids were throwing away textbooks from the lockers so i collected all the textbooks brought them home sold them on ebay and 600 dollars later with 10 bibles that were in the garbage to a school in Texas, I was like, oh, okay. Graduated college, came back and had some uh, debt debt uh, on a credit card. I came back. I said, you know what? I remember in high school, I was able to get those textbooks. So with a friend, I collected a bunch of textbooks, uh, borrowed his truck, and just kept putting the money away. And we made $40,000 in three months by basically taking these textbooks from the schools because they were in the way in the summertime and selling them on Amazon and, and eBay. And at that point I realized like, wow, all right, let me get a job and I'll just keep doing this on the side. And the money that I make on the side, I can, uh, I can just put away in the retirement fund and, you know, save some money and whatnot. So as I graduated college, I bought a one-way ticket to New York. I got my first real job uh, in medical devices, selling some diabetes medicine. And I was just doing really, really well at it. Um, I started a hip-hop website and started going on tour with some hip-hop artists like uh, Nipsey Hussle and uh, who else? Uh, Kendrick Lamar and just a bunch of very popular artist these days. Um, and I made a little bit of money from that, sold the website and realized I needed to move on to something. So I la- I landed a really, really good uh, job with a cervical cancer diagnostic company in New York. And my goal there was I wanted to, I wanted to make my time. Uh, I wanted to get my time to pay for itself. And I figured I need to really settle down and kind of put away the going out and drinking on weekends. I can still enjoy my fun, but I need to kind of get back to that budgeting, that, that budgeting type of mentality that my uh, financial advisor had taught me back when I was buying my car. So I kind of sat down and built out a plan and I wanted to purchase a house. And when I would travel for work, this was kind of when Airbnb started coming out. So. When I would travel for work, I would rent my Airbnb, my rent my apartment in New York, Airbnb. So I was going to work and then I was also paying for my rent through Airbnb and I was kind of double dipping and I was like, well, all right, what if I just bought a really big house and saved up for a big house? Then I could just pay the mortgage and pay myself and live in a cheaper place. So. I bought this, uh, I bought a three family home, um, in Brooklyn five years after moving to back to New York. And now I Airbnb, uh, 
my place on 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 Airbnb. And uh, I was on vacation last June, this past June, June 2019, um, in Bonaire. I was scuba diving with a friend of mine, and we were sitting just talking. And I said, I, I don't want to go back to work, man. Like, there's no reason to go back to work. So I bought a one after my trip in Bonaire. And I always wanted to learn how to speak Spanish fluently. So I said, well, I, maybe I'll just go to Colombia. So for the entire month of July, I went to Colombia. I didn't return back to work. And I didn't actually even tell my job that I was not coming back. And I had kind of automated my sales and stuff. So they didn't really have questions. And I took Spanish classes in Colombia. And the end of the month came and I didn't want to go back. So I was sitting on an island at a friend's birthday party in Colombia, in Cartagena, and I was just messing around on Craigslist. And I said, what if I had this crazy idea? Maybe I just buy a car in Arizona and drive to Argentina and let the Airbnb pay for everything. And that day, at the end of June, I called the guy on Craigslist. And he was like, this sounds like a scam. And I said, no, it's not. Do you think the car will make it to Argentina? And he said, yeah, I would drive it. So I had a friend in Arizona that went and checked it out. I wired the guy the money. I bought a plane ticket to Arizona. And here I am. I'm in Cancun six months later learning Spanish. And the Airbnb is running itself. And now I have so many people asking me questions. I ended up writing a book. And I'm building out classes on exactly how to do it. And <laughs> wow. it's been a whirlwind of of fun, a lot of learning, a lot of people looking at me crazy, but um, it's been an opportunity that I always knew I wanted to do it. And there was real no like cookie cut cutter pathway to get to it. It was just kind of like just taking these ridiculous chances but they were well thought out chances um, to a certain extent. So that's amazing. Um, you're well on your way, obviously. Uh, Cancun is a nice place to stop and learn some Spanish. Yeah. Did very your, nice, very warm. <laughs> you, uh, you said a while ago that you didn't tell your boss that you weren't coming back. Obviously, you've told them um, or told them. How did they take it? Obviously. Um, so I was in sales and I, I, my, I kind of live my life around the four hour work week where things can be automated. Um, I don't know if you've read that book before, but yes, you know, the big thing for me is there's a lot of things that I'm not good at. And those are the things that I kind of find people to help me out with and, and do different things. So I knew that I could leave for an entire month and my work would still be because I had fully kind of automated the the process around it. Um, I figured out exactly, you know, in sales, you have a quota. All I have to do is meet that quota um, or exceed it. But if you know sales, if you exceed your quota, your quota raises and then there's more, you know, that's kind of the secret to figuring out sales. Um, so they kind of left me alone for a while, but it was kind of a, I, I knew I wanted to leave. I just didn't know how to tell them. And I was doing this crazy thing. Um, I just, I, I'm an honest person and I came clean with them and just told them, look, I'm not coming back. Uh, 
you know, I wrote it out as long as I could. Um, and it was just my time to, to, you know, just say, Hey, look, I, I could still probably do the job. Um, but I know that you guys want somebody in the territory and it's just not going to, uh, to, to work out. Um, you know, I did the standard corporate thing where you send your two weeks notice and they respond and say, well, your final day is today. Please send everything back, whatnot. Um, were they happy? I don't know. Uh, I just kind of, I, I doubt they were. Um, but you know, I think that if you live your life based on how other people want you to live it, you don't get to do things like this. Um, and I just kind of had to take back control of my life to not going to work for somebody else and making them a bunch of money and enjoying my time. And, and I've learned that in this past six months that the money was good, but the experience and learning Spanish and meeting this culture of people and doing this is something that I would never be able to get back. Yeah, that's right. That, and that's it exactly. I think the, the whole, uh, not goal, but the whole idea or theme behind living your life on your own terms is that, you know, you only have one life and you don't get exactly. that time. You don't get that time back to do something else. Exactly. I, uh, it was hard to explain to my mom and dad about that too. You know, I went to college and, uh, they're very, very supportive of the things that I do. They always have been. To just tell them I bought a car in Arizona and I drive to Argentina, the first thing my dad says, you know, you better be safe. He was in the military. And, you know, it's just like those countries are not safe and this and that. And here I am in Mexico and I haven't felt safe. For, um, but, you know, it's, it is that mentality of just making the, the, the brave and the courageous let go and see what happens. Luckily for me, I knew I wanted this. And I have that cushion in the background to financially support me. I didn't know I was going to do this, but I always knew that I needed to work towards something to build an asset. And I think that's what most people kind of get caught up with. Oh, I have this comfortable job. I have the 401k. And when I'm 60 years old, I'll be able to get that. But there's a lot more that goes into all of that. Yeah, that's true. And that's, uh, I like you mentioned that you have that asset. I think that's something that a lot of people don't really understand is the difference between assets and liabilities. And they, they figure that, you know, they've got their home and everything is good and they've got this, you know, kind of stable lifestyle, but it's not necessarily true. Your, your assets are, are what's, what's going to keep you going later on. They're going to be making you money when you can do, you know, whatever you want. Exactly. And, you know, I spent about two and a half, three years actually looking for the house, running the numbers, playing the worst possible scenario. And there's a saying, you know, go big or go home. I, and New York is expensive. Brooklyn is expensive. Um, I bought the house in an area that's not the best neighborhood. You know, I'm in, it's known for crime and stuff like that, but it's close to a train. You know, people that are coming, it's going to be close to a train. It's close to the airports. And I had to think like long term too, like, okay, if I were to get married and have children, you know, I need to, I'm relying on Airbnb, but then all of a sudden, if I don't have people staying at the house because I have children in, in the spare bedroom, you know, then how am I going to make ends meet? Does that mean I have to get another job? Is my wife going to have to work? Is my family, whatnot. 
and it, do I even want to live and grow up or have my kids grow up anymore? So back to like the go big or go home, you know, I had to call the banker and lawyer and financial advisor and stuff like that and kind of figure out my, my plans with it all. So I decided to buy a three-family home. It was way out of my, uh, you know, if, if it were all on me, there's no way I would be able to afford it. Um, but I had been doing everything for three years prior, and I just went back and just spreadsheets and just running numbers. And really, my break-even point was the current rent plus maybe 500 bucks down the current rent. So I knew that if I could just, you know, get to the point where I'm breaking even and paying my normal rent just maybe two, three hundred bucks. It should be okay. Um, but, you know, so now I'm in this situation. God forbid, let's just say something happened to her. I'm off the platform. They do something. And now I'm on my grind now. So I'm on this I teach people how to do that to kind of head my bet. And I think that's where some people kind of get stuck. You know, you might find something sweet or good. You get a really good job. You're complacent. You're in your groove, but there's that motivation that I think some people are lacking. That they they want to live this lifestyle and they want to do that and they want to take these classes and they think that you know these other people selling these pipe dreams are, are oh this is the answer. The true answer is hard work and dedication. Like I mean, there's no shortcut around it. You always have to be truly moving and learning more things, whether it be reading or, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are doing that. And that's kind of how I found your, your podcast, actually, is just kind of looking for people that are like-minded and, and want to learn this kind of stuff. Um, because there's no shortcut. There, there really is no shortcut. And when I was younger, I was always looking for shortcut. Oh, let me just buy these textbooks real quick and do it. But it's not sustainable. Yeah. And that's your story just amazed me. The idea that, you know, as a kid, you're out there doing that, you know, that hustle <laughs> all the time. It's just that that's the uh, the entre entrepreneurial spirit, you know, through and through. I mean, you're you're definitely going to uh, find ways to solve your problems and you know get ahead in life if you're thinking outside the box all the time. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, there's no right or wrong thing people will say like oh you know i don't know i mean i read a lot of stuff about you know, online marketing people are saying oh well, facebook advertising is going to be expensive and it's not going to work anymore so you need to switch to tiktok and you need to do this if you just start listening to all these people you you're going to get you're going to waste a ton of money and you're going to run around in circles trying to figure it out figure out a plan stick with it and just keep pushing and if it's good content and it's good stuff and it's good whatever whatever you put your mind to other people will latch onto it and it will pay off and it will follow, you'll be able to follow through with what you want to do um i had a real big struggle with that and it was because i was trying to find i think i learned it at a young age that i was trying to find a product that was going to sell the most but then now you look at websites like etsy people are selling dream catchers and they're selling millions of them. And it's like, you know, if I was trying to sell dream catchers and customized dartboards, or I'm, I just saw a dartboard, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, just whatever it is, you, you end up spending more time and money and energy, and then you get burnt out. It's just kind of stick with what you know and learn more and meet people that know 
know about that and, and keep going with it. Well, that's a perfect advice. I was just going to ask you, actually, what would be your advice? But you've you've given it right there. Find something that you're, you know, that you're passionate about, that you know about. Stick with it, and there's going to be people out there that want to buy it. Yeah, and for me, um, I guess it was kind. Of, it's sometimes it's just right in front of you. It it should like personally, I'm just I'm just good at saving money, and I, I learned. I guess you know, my dad kind of taught me how to do that but i was always trying to build these online websites and trying to you know hack my seo abilities to get certain websites to pop up first in google and, and do all of this and that's where i learned it like i spent a ton of money i lost a ton of money. um i learned how to get my website to rank on the first part of google get thirty thousand people a month but it wasn't I wasn't passionate about the nutritional website that I made because, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I, I would say I'm healthy, but I'm not like, you know, a bodybuilder and counting my carbs and doing all of that. Uh, so with this trip, it's kind of now, now it's kind of come to me when I talk to people, Oh, you're driving Argentina. Yeah. How do you do it? What do you do? I'm like, well, that would be cool. So that's where I've come to learn. Like, Maybe I should build classes because that's something that I know. And now every day when I wake up and I'm sitting here on my computer, it doesn't feel like work. I'm sitting in Cancun, building out these classes and organizing a strategy, and I can't wait to share it and launch it. Wow, that's awesome. So that's that's your passion then is going to be teaching people. Are you teaching them Airbnb or are you teaching them other things? Um, Really, it's not even about making money it's about the habits you have with money um and automating all of your money you know i hear time and time again i have friends that i've worked with that they'll be working two jobs and me and that person worked the same exact job and i was able to put the down payment on the house but you know you go out on a weekend you can't bet two hundred dollars on you know the 49ers to beat the vikings yesterday and then or well yeah, yesterday you would have won. But if you bet the Vikings, you would have lost. <laughs> you know, you could take that $200 over a course of two months, and that's, what, maybe $5 a day, put it into an ETF fund and not even worry about it. And that $200 in 20 years will make $2,000. And that mentality right there is hard to teach and hard to understand because, one, they don't understand compounding interest. The more you have, the thicker it will grow and it comes, you know, there's the, uh, a saying of like, would you rather have one penny doubled every day for a month or would you rather have a million dollars? Yeah. It sounds silly, but you'll have more money when you get the, the penny each day. Um, and it's really, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with money. It really has to do with changing your mindset and automating it and finding your happiness with that. Yeah. I'm going to teach people how to do that because that's purchasing an asset but there's so many other things you might have an extra camera laying around there's websites right now if you're not using your camera somebody else might and you could rent it out it's just a hustle um and really just changing your mindset and setting building great habits um with with the money and, and automating everything to where you don't even have to think about it it's kind of like a diet you know I think uh, the Atkins diet way back in the day, there used to be commercials about it. And it was like, 
You know, you think that you'd have to have a diet. You can be eating what you always ate. It's just about adjusting. And that's kind of how I look at it with the money situation is you don't have to make more money. You just have to live within your means and a budget and that it is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so that's what I want to teach people. And I don't know, that passion just came out of me getting to know myself better on this trip and sitting down and working through modules that I've created that I didn't even know I was good at organizing, but I am. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I think that's something that a lot of people can definitely find useful. Um, so many people don't understand living within their means. I mean, I, I know it took me a while. Um, you always want to have that nice new uh, clothing or that nice vacation or whatever, but you know, you got to learn that that comes later. Yeah. So, and there, there's a guy, I'm sure you know, Dave Ramsey. I mean, he, he talks, there's a quote that he says something like, uh, live like nobody today so you can live like nobody tomorrow. And it's kind of stuck with me for a long time after hearing that. It takes a long time to understand it, but once you get that, it's a powerful quote. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I know that. Well, that's great. Um, Nick, is there somewhere where people can find you if they're looking for you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can follow me on my Instagram. Um, basically, all my social media is all my last name, Durso, D-U-R-S-O-N as in Nick, J as in Joseph. So Durso, N-J. Um, and also my website, it's www.nickdurso.com. It's N-I-C-K-D-U-R-S-O.com. Um, and within the upcoming weeks, uh, I will be launching these classes and, and having uh, like, I haven't figured out the entire structure exactly, but uh, I want to work with just a few people at a time um, to get some feedback and and just iron out some of the uh, just iron out some of the things from the launch. Um, so on the website, you will be able to you know sign up for the newsletter and stay up to date with what I have coming. Um, and other than that, yeah. So everything is Durso NJ Durso.com. Perfect. I'll make sure that that goes into the uh, show notes so that uh, everyone can find you. I think you've got a, a really interesting story and a lot of a lot of good information that people can um, learn from. I think that's uh, one of the most uh, interesting stories that I've come across so far, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of interesting. Um, I, uh, it's, a lot of people have told me that. So before I left, I bought a drone, a camera. GoPro, and I have literally filmed every single thing. And I held a contest on Fiverr.com. I hired a bunch of video editors and just said, "Here you go, make it, and I'll pay you a little bit of money to to make a cool video." And there was this one kid from South Africa that that completely reversed everything on me and said, "Well, wait a second. We need to figure out this. We need to make a script and do this, and do that." And he put together an amazing little documentary. And on June, I mean, January 28th, I'm going to pick him up at Belize City and travel with him. That's going to be the next little side hustle. We're going to make a movie about this whole thing. So we're super, super excited about this. Wow. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, that's, uh, that's yeah. really great. So thanks very much for uh, for being here and taking the time to chat with me. Um, of course. Thank you for having me. Oh, I've really enjoyed it.
in the, in parting, if there is just one quick piece of advice that you would give someone who's thinking of quitting their day job and, and moving on into something else, what would that be? I would say set a day to wake up and make that decision. And whatever the decision is that you have that day, just go with it. The second that you double think yourself, you're going to talk your way out of it. Um, and don't, don't look back. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing, seeing the movie someday. Yeah. It, it will be, it will be released one of these days. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nick. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute, and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know who might get some benefit from it. See you next week.